Hello, welcome to the Bloom with a Boom podcast. I'm Rebecca, your host, and in this nourishing space, we're navigating life's prickly paths so we can bloom from a place of self-love and acceptance. And this personal development has a ripple effect on the world around us, hence the boom. I'll be sharing vulnerable stories from my own life, some of my own adventures and misadventures, as well as the journeys of the guests we'll meet. Personal wellness is a pathway to living authentically. So we'll also explore a wide variety of wellness tools. I'll be sharing some of my little life hacks, daily practices, and some of my guests will be sharing theirs as well. The little practices that their happiness runs on. Uh, so make sure to subscribe by hitting the follow button on whatever app you're using, uh, and that will ensure you won't miss an episode. So thank you very, very much for being here and sharing the space and enjoy the show. Hey, welcome back and happy Valentine's Day. It is so cool that I'm releasing this conversation that I had with Chris Ladon a few months ago, believe it or not, at the very beginning of my podcast recording, and that it happens to be coming out on Valentine's Day, which was not planned, but it's so apropos. Chris has a podcast called Picture Love. Her business is literally built around love. It's built from her heart. And about 20 years ago, she decided to take a hobby of putting scrapbooks together and help people take their piles of cluttered pictures that felt overwhelming and turn those beautiful memories into photo albums and scrapbooks and, you know, beautiful framed pictures, at displays and have a connection to their loved ones uh, through that. So this is, this conversation is all about love and authenticity and just building something from the heart. Chris has been a friend, a sister, a cheerleader to me. She is one of those people that is always in your corner so sincerely and always has a big smile on her face. And this was recorded the day before her podcast, Picture Love, was released. And now she's several episodes in and I'm observing her progress and she's observing mine. And it's just really cool. I have to say it again, that this is being shared on Valentine's Day. She's got a lot of good nuggets of wisdom here from having built this business in her 30s after having a first career when she, after raising young children, as she was raising her daughters, she built this business and it's brought out her voice. It's given her a real soul purpose as is podcasting. So without further ado, I will bring her on and you enjoy your Valentine's Day. Hey, Chris, I am so happy and elated to have you on this pod on my podcast. And Aww. especially because we're in this podcasting 
coaching program together. And it's just been such a pleasure to get to know you over the last few weeks. Oh, it is such a mutual feeling. Thank you for having me share your space. I'm, I don't take it lightly and I greatly appreciate you. And yeah, it's been so beautiful to make this connection and and other ones as we're all learning together. (laughs) It is, it is. And it's really, it's sinking in Chris. And, and, you know, I want to take a few minutes to talk about this process it's really sinking in how so much of the inspiration and coaching and wisdom is coming from you and other people in this course. And I think that's, we have a a big space out there on the internet with courses and coaching programs, and they're not all created the same and they don't all cost the same. But one thing that I haven't had before that's amazing is signing up for something where it's done at a specific time. You can still go and do it at your own pace, but where you're there and everybody else is in the same place, you know, it's not pre-recorded from months ago. Like we're taking this course and we're going through week one, week two together as a worldwide community of uh, aspiring podcasters and some veteran podcasters that just want to beef it up. Yes. Yes. I, I have to agree with you wholeheartedly. It's like the best parts of online learning on your own plus maybe the structure of a college course minus the grading plus the self accountability plus the community and the new friendships and all the growing and like anything worth doing in life what you put into it is what you get out of it <laughs> Would I you completely say? agree <laughs> i completely agree is there like an experience or, or a particular takeaway? And I'm, I'm coming out of left field with this, but is sure. there a particular takeaway from the group that you think anybody that's, you know, we're not here to sell a podcasting course, but anyone that's trying to do anything, you know, could benefit from, um, yeah. you know, something from the course that surprised you or that has, has really fed your process. I, I have something to say for that, for sure. Um, when you're thinking about doing something new and it requires input, from outsiders. It doesn't necessarily, the price of what you're trying to do is, it's a factor, but it shouldn't be the factor. You need to consider the source when receiving guidance, training, learning, support from anybody, because we become a product of those we surround ourselves with. So I think that's why you and I are smiling on the inside and on the outside, because we chose a space where we knew we were A, going to grow, B, be challenged, C, be pushed into uncomfortable new places and do it in a, in a container of love, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Perfect way to describe it. That's a perfect way to describe it. Yeah. I remember I had emailed some of the course coordinators and I was super overwhelmed. And one of them said, particularly about technology, one of them said, if you can sit in this uncomfortable space, you know, just know that it's not going to be forever. Yes. You'll benefit, you know, on the other side. And here mm-hmm. I put a little video together, giving people tech advice. Yes. I, I, I still have, I still have a long way to go, but you know, yeah. And and I've seen how you're just, you know, you're, you're blossoming and, you know, mm-hmm. your energy is just Thank a you. constant in, in this community. Thank you. You know, it's just so nice to be able to open up and I don't know about you, but I grew up first born, two girls, 
a loving household. I had two parents. I had what on the outside looks like a cushy life. Um, but you know, everybody's struggles are unique to them. And what the world sees is not always what your ex experience is on the inside, right? Oh yeah. But I, but I grew up with pressure that I put on myself to be the good girl, to be the peacemaker, to be good enough that other people wouldn't get angry. And a lot of that meant caring more what other people thought than what I thought. Yeah. And here I am yeah, talking to you. It all goes you. back to childhood. Yeah. 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 And you know, it doesn't mean that my parents said you have to be good so I can be happy. They never did that to me, but you know, the way we receive information, it impacts our, our life experience. And that's how we form our beliefs. What's a belief. It's a thought you keep thinking until it becomes hardwired. Right. So, oh, yeah. you know, when I, when I think about that, here I am 51 talking to you and about to launch a podcast tomorrow. And yes. it's, it's something that if you told me six months ago I was going to be doing, I'd say, you're nuts. I have enough to do already. My plate is so full. Things are falling off. Why would I put a podcast on top? Podcast ended up being a plate that allowed me to fit the things that really matter most and remove things from the particular meal that are not good for me. <laughs> yeah. It, with the with voice coming forward, it naturally eliminates things. So our plate yeah. is full, but it doesn't have to be overflowing and, yeah. you know, to the point that it's working against us. Right. And when you're um, doing something as intimate as creating a podcast, it's not just like being a guest on somebody's show. It's taking ownership, the responsibility of holding a space for an ongoing conversation with yourself, with your listeners. They're blessing you with the privilege of being in their ear. And there's that responsibility of, I need to share what I think is really valuable. And I don't have to waste any of my time on what I grew up thinking was important to make other people happy. Now my heart's got a voice. It's like I'm finding my voice for the first time in half a century. <laughs> it's crazy. Yes. It's crazy, but it's exciting at the same time because I think everybody needs purpose. And sometimes we get so caught up in responsibilities or rote or routine and there's safety in routine and I'm not knocking safety. Okay. Safety is something that as Americans right now, while there are very turbulent parts of the world in war and emotional wars everywhere, um, Safety is something that we've been reminded to love and honor and appreciate, right? It's like our deepest gratitude, but, but still taking a chance to do something, to open up and see what's on the inside and share it freely because you feel like it's coming from the right place, place of truth in your heart for the purpose of growing and inviting others to grow with you. That can be scary, but it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's like you're yes. like when you talk about blooming, you know, I'm, I'm a late in life gardener. I grew up thinking I have a black thumb, not a green thumb. Sorry. I don't know if that's like, <laughs> I can relate an acceptable to that. I can description. Really relate to that. I really thought that I killed plants. I really did. And then I came to realize that was just a lie. I was telling myself. So now that I have these morning glories that year after year get more impressive, I'm 
just so in awe of them. And I just love the analogy of blooming. I really, really love that. Yes, happens every year. Doesn't have to happen once in our lives. Can happen yeah. again and again. It can. Yeah. It can. And yeah. it's it's perfect unfolding. Gardening. You are you a gardener as well? Well, I am a continual gardener in training. So oh, my partner does more of the planting. Yeah. And, you know, he's he he ends up being the real garden savior so this year it's so funny like I'm good at going to the shop and buying the plants and saying that's so cute and doing the fun yeah. part of getting them in the ground or yeah. in the pot but then he's the one out there watering and nurturing and we live in New Mexico so okay. you know you there's not a lot of rain you really learn to appreciate rain living in the southwest I'm a Jersey girl by mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes I grew up in New Jersey that's where you are right yes that's where I am um, now yeah, yeah, it was where you are now. It's where I grew up. Um, and on the East Coast, it's easy to complain about the rain. But in the Southwest, we're not allowed to do oh, it because it's no. dry out here. Right. And when you're gardening, when you're gardening, it's like oh, a rainy day. I don't yeah. have to get out there with my hose. It's a, and it's, it's, it's a blessing. <laughs> yes, for sure. And especially when that rain comes at night and you can hear it. Oh, that's so soothing. <laughs> so, oh, yes. Very good. Very good point. Never complain about the rain. So before unpacking some of the big things like that you're working on now, let's, let's, with this gardening, um, what was, if you can remember where, like, what was the point where you made that shift and you were able to change your story about gardening um, um, or kind of see, yeah. get, get, gain that confidence. Yeah, I can do this. You know, mm -hmm. I can, I can read things and I can also be intuitive. You know, um, I would definitely say after having kids, because, um, for me, I like, I was, I became a mom at age 30 and that in itself is very consuming. I definitely lost a sense of who I am or any chance of self-growth at first, because I wrongly assumed everything had to be about the kids first. And then I started to realize I had, I tend to be an all or nothing person. And there's just, there's a lot of um, beauty and finding an ebb and flow instead of just hardcore in one direction. And so once my kids were able to walk on their own <laughs> and speaking and actually feeding themselves, I started to realize, you know, these are, this is something that I've never been good at and it would be kind of cool to share with the girls. So, nice. you know, we would, my birthday's in September, we would go buy some mums and plant them or pot them by the front door just to do something pretty and for the fall foliage and color. Cause in the Northeast, we just, we get lots and lots of color change in the spring and the fall. And, um, so they got, they got dirty with me and, and, uh, did some planting and, and it just eventually grew gradually, gradually with inspiration. I think as I matured, then my heart opened up to try a little bit more. And eventually I started to build some raised flower beds in my backyard. And uh, then I decided, oh, they're not playing soccer anymore. I'm just going to plop it right where the best sun is and the heck with chopping up the backyard. And quite honestly, nobody complained. What was I doing accommodating people that weren't even putting demands on me? Oh, another lesson, right? <laughs> yeah. And then and the 
the pandemic hit. And I know that became a bigger trend uh, for people to garden at home, you know, to make some of their own crops and rely a little bit less on the difficulties of grocery shopping. Um, but no, I just kept playing with it. And every year I just try to do something new this year. I tried eggplant. It wasn't great. But I tried. <laughs> hey, that's amazing. <laughs> just oh, adding, adding onto things and challenging yourself a little bit more and realizing, yeah. yes, you know, I'm, I'm doing this to bring some joy into my daughter's hearts, but yeah. I don't need their approval. You know, no. something right. Kind of you know, happen. and, 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 it's important that um, those who looked up to us in leadership roles, where it, whether it's you know a parent or just a role model, it's important to see for them to see an example of somebody still learning as well, because it's not fair to assume anybody has all the answers. You know, it's just I, th I think it's a good lesson to just always be learning something new. That's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Like to, to have your daughters see you in the process of learning something, yeah. you know, to understand, Hey, you know, I'm not, I'm not this grand wizard of the garden. I'm learning and right. I'm right. getting to teach as I learn or so. Yeah. Yeah. I think that comes from, cause I'm third generation educator and I left, um, I left the classroom, uh, not long after my second daughter was born. She was, um, she was a little one when I left the classroom and went out to make a hobby into a business. <laughs> and that was a little bit of a culture shock, but I'd say that was like the first step of me really starting to say, this is my life. I need to live it for me <laughs> so that I can show up better in the world. And um, that was definitely the infancy of my adulthood was um, at that stage of life. Yeah. Getting to my let's late talk 30s. More about that. <laughs> that the, hob the hobby into business. Let's let's go there. Uh, well, um, we've all had experience, most of us, at least in the States, with direct sales, you know, companies that try to take something fun and let you sell a service or a product and then invite other people to do the same. And as you're mm -hmm. making sales to your clients, you're helping other people do the same. So I learned a lot about sales and business from direct sales as a trained public school music teacher. <laughs> I knew nothing about business or marketing or any of that. Um, I just knew that I loved photos and I loved having them in albums. And I got hooked taking my wedding and honeymoon pictures and putting them in a, in a scrapbook and lost my, my grandfather in the process. And he was the only grandparent um, at our wedding. And so having pictures of him right there at our wedding just, just helped me feel like anchored into that generation, my roots. Um, oh, yes. And so it was just so powerful that I just, I, something in me just sparked. And I said, you know what? Even if it's just one, everybody deserves to have an album in their lap so that they can experience this emotion. Of course, you know, fast forward through digital days and all that and new styles of picture taking, you know, people who don't have a camera, but they have a smartphone, have a camera, but it's oh, yeah. a different mentality the way we take pictures today. I eventually had to learn that there are people who 
might love an album, but they want nothing to do with making it themselves. So eventually I had to learn to offer that service. And I realized, oh, I can do it faster. I'm not caught up in the nostalgia of their stories. And this is kind of fun because I love people and I love conversations. And so coming alongside of a client and making a book for them for a special occasion or just because, or, you know, just to mark a milestone or to help the mom who has a baby book for child number one, but not number two and three and help fill the gap. That became something really fun. And shall I keep going? I love that. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, please. Cause I know that's carried you right up into now. And yes. you know, with the podcasting, yeah. you're kind of even branching out with this. So yes, please. Yeah. All right. So then uh, people started asking me, what about my wedding video? What about my baby videos? What can you do with those? And I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't do those. I just work with pictures. And, and then sure enough, the universe said, Chris, here is a new company opening up. How would you like to digitize all those videos and slides and films? And so I learned a little bit more about memory preservation. And I felt like that just kind of filled in the whole picture. I'm the creative who loves to make beautiful albums and displays with photos. I can manage and organize them for you, but now I can also make the non-digital things digital that are not just stills. So that was a beautiful, like, I think of it as kind of like full rainbow, you know, from the, the tactile and the, the task part, the chore part (laughs) to the actual design part. I just, I think of it kind of as a rainbow of services and options and, um, I, I do the teaching part, but instead of running scrapbooking events, now it's really more one-on-one coaching. Somebody who wants me to show up at their house or meet with me virtually, and I walk them through because they want to do it themselves. Um, but more often than not, they just want to give me the stuff and have it done. <laughs> and that's sure. okay. And that's totally fine. Um, but I do have a lot of uh, scrapbookers from the past I used to serve who said to me, you know, Chris, I haven't finished my album since you stopped doing these events. And um, so I kind of like, I wondered, you know, have I grown out of it or is there a new way to fill that gap? So I'm really grateful that the podcast opportunity finally, finally um, matured enough in my mind and my heart to actually act on it and running into this you know, this learning cohort that we love so much has just been a vehicle to go from idea to publish, which is exciting. Yes. <laughs> and what's also, what's so, that's so amazing, Chris. And and what's amazing is this, this journey from starting, you know, being a new mom and, you know, after the second child, not having, you know, deciding, I'm okay, I'm not going to go back to teaching. You know, I want to have a life that's more kind of heart-centered, it's not like you knew then, okay, you know, I will be digitizing photos. You found a need, you found something that you love to do, and then you found people that needed it. And then they needed something else in addition. And yeah. you found a way to offer that. I and love that. now yeah. with the podcast, yeah. it's an opportunity. Yeah. It's an opportunity. It's a think tank, right? It's an opportunity to, to collect, you know, interview people and find out what their needs are. But the digitizing of those physical photos, mm. I mean, that's, I think I, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll say it here. I might say it if we talk on your podcast as well, sure. but um, I had an uncle after my father passed, which was earlier this year. I have an uncle who said, 
you need to have the family pictures. So we were planning a memorial service for my father and he realized that, um, you know, we wanted to get as many pictures to kind of do a slideshow as possible. And then my uncle, uh, who wasn't coming in person, uh, he, you know, we, it was a very small memorial service. It was my father's preference not to have people fly in. And it was actually his preference not to have anything, but we said, screw that. We're, we're mm. doing a memorial service. Mm. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. So my uncle had digitized all these pictures from, and I mean, pictures going back to like the 1950s, you know, 1960s, yeah. family pictures, grandparents, yeah. everybody in our, my father's side of the family when they were young, great uncles, great aunts, people that I wouldn't recognize in the pictures, but mm -hmm. I see my father there as a little boy. And he had yeah. at some point digitized them because that's what he likes to do. But there's a whole 90% of the world out there that probably doesn't want to do that or doesn't have time to do that or want to get into that. And right. you never know when you're going to suddenly have all these pictures yeah. and want to send them to somebody, you know, email them to somebody because you can't give them and yes. now I have all my family pictures because he did that. That's so beautiful. That is, it's really empowering. And, you know, something like that, you know, it can be so out of sight, out of mind, or you might not even know that they exist. If somebody else is in possession of those tangible originals from decades and generations ago, and there's something that re that's really special that takes place in your heart when you feel connected to your genealogy, to, to those who came before you, those, whether you knew them firsthand, or you know them through storytelling from your elders. Um, it's really important. I had, um, I've had many people come to me through the years and say, you know, I'm adopted and I'm just reacquainted with my birth father. Can you help me make an album so he, I can share with him my life? And I thought, oh, clearly that was an adult child saying that. And then I've had other um, adopted parents say, I want my, my child to know what family they are now part of. Let's, let's make, you know, something that they just feel connected to, uh, through, through pictures. Yeah. And, um, That's so incredible. when we, yeah, it's, it's, you know, some of my friends and I used to joke that we could save the world with a scrapbook. Um, well, you can certainly ar settle arguments with a scrapbook because if it's documented and dated with pictures in an album, it's very hard to refute. <laughs> but um, there is something that I aspire to do is just to help people use reminiscing from a stance of healing and love and not to marinate in trauma but to be able to practice gratitude after healing for lessons learned and maybe even blessing and releasing some of those images that are just too triggering and not perpetuating what we want to build the future on. Um, yes. I'm not saying erase history. That is not what I'm saying. And I continue to look for the gentle way, but clarity in my words to say, that once we've healed, it's okay to hold on to just one or two for the sake yes. of, of commemorating and remembering, and then just maybe marinate in the gratitude of where you've come, you know, measure back for the sake of growth 
and um, would never want to deny things that tough things that have happened in our lives. But I do encourage people to move beyond the trauma part of it to allow yourself to heal and make space for a new blooming to take place, you know? Yes. And going through this process with the photos is such a, 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 a really powerful tool in letting things come up. You know, they all say in a meditation, let things come up. Don't try to yes. shut them out of your brain. Let those pictures come or your phone will, Oh, here's right. a memory from last year. Wait, I don't talk to that person anymore. Yeah. You know, we, we get these yeah. pictures and music behind the pictures from our phone. We're going to be bombarded with these memories in the digital yes. world anyway, whether we like it or not. Um, so yeah, keeping a few of them, not wallowing in it and having that gratitude. Gratitude is such an important, I'm really glad that you brought it up. It's such an important part of healing. It is, it is. And, you know, sometimes we're just not ready because, you know, everybody has their own timing, but maybe there's somebody in your family who is ready. Maybe they're the one that could be leaned on. Um, maybe it's good to go to a professional to help speed along, you know, shorten the distance between dots for you. Um, that's why we have so many experts and so many um, modes of healing, you know, Eastern, Western, all, all of it. There's just, there's always more than one way to approach things. So I do not ever want to come up, come off callous that photos are the way to heal. It's, it's a tool. It's a tool. It's a blessing. And it's a way of, you know, changing the subject. If something is just not ready to heal yet, maybe take a picture of something that feels good right now. <laughs> Go take a picture of nature and just have that visual that makes you feel good. And it doesn't matter how frivolous or how grand it is. It doesn't have to be something viewed by the masses. It can just be something that makes you feel good when you're having a low moment. Um, something as simple as just making no, a wallpaper, you know, make a wallpaper on your device. And don't forget to turn off the noise of the device to give you a chance to detox, right? But, but we all need each other. Um, I learned, I think I learn more from my clients than I ever teach them. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> That's incredible. That's the reason to be in business, right? That's a reason to put our, our, our art, our talents yes. out there into the world because we're yes. constantly, yeah. constantly learning from them. For sure. Rebecca, I just didn't know how much I needed this conversation with you. <laughs> it's so beautiful to just speak so freely and share from the heart. And I hope that somebody's encouraged, not convicted, encouraged by just one little nugget of this conversation, because there's just, there's room. We hold space, right? We hold space. We hold space. And I think that, you know, the big thing is starting on something. And then as we do it, the world, our clients, our community kind of tells us what we need to do next. Oh, you yes. Know, I'm, I'm really, yes. I'm really, I'm really, really hearing that. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of voices and influence out there, the more traditional about, okay, well, work is work and mm -hmm. your hobby is your hobby. And okay, right. great. Maybe one day when you retire, you're going to make your hobby your business. But you said, you know, something 
right here, right now in my thirties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, th- th- this, this, this is what I love to do and something inside of you, maybe you didn't know exactly where you'd be right now, but something inside of you said, well, this is what I have to do because yeah. it can add value to other people's lives. So why, why can't we have that story? You know? So yes. yeah, I think turning your hobby into a business, you know, maybe not every hobby that we do. I'm learning right. to play the keyboard. I'm never going to turn that into a business. <laughs> I'm just happy to learn, but yeah. Tell me a little bit more or, or do you have any thoughts or advice, you know, for anyone out there about taking something that they're passionate about and making that their main thing, even if they're right. young, not waiting until right. retirement. Um, I have a lot of thoughts and you, you take the ones that that work for you and just maybe let the other ones pass. But if your heart's like twinging on a topic and it's just something you really want to spend more of your time on and your livelihood, we are all blessed with abilities. Okay. Just because I sew does not mean I need to be making window dressings just because you know what I'm saying? Yes. Just like the keyboard. Some things are just meant to be expressions of creativity, just to be art. Not everything has to be monetized, but if if you're stuck in a job that just doesn't light you up. See, I went into education because, well, that's what I knew. And I loved music and I loved kids and people said, be a teacher. And I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. So I did that. I went all the way. I went into teaching for 13 years, okay? I was a good girl who did what she was told, followed the rules, did the homework, sucked it up when I got a B plus and I thought I had given, gotten an A, you know, I just, I did, I did my due diligence. And if you find yourself in any degree of, I've come all this far, wouldn't it be a waste to quit? Don't worry, just let, okay, you don't have to be a journaler to do this, but grab a piece of paper in your own handwriting and scribble all the things that you love to do and see if one of them jumps out and ask yourself, what if, what if I did this for 10 hours a week, 20 hours a week, 30 hours a week? What if I did this? What if just ask the universe, what if, and what's the worst that could happen? You know, um, Fear of failure is the worst thing that could happen if that fear of failure is the reason you never um, tried something, right? Because what's what's the regret? The regret is always the things we didn't do, not the things we did and it didn't work out, right? The biggest regrets are the things we didn't try. And um, just ask yourself, what if? What would it take? What if? So I definitely want to, if there's something tugging on somebody's heart, I want them to listen to that. And it could, and it might not be a career calling. It might be something entire packaged entirely differently from what you've experienced so far. And that's pretty cool. What if it came in a new shape that we don't know? Yeah. Or what if they have that list and, you know, there's some things I know in my life, there's there's some things that, okay, this is something that I experience joy while I'm doing it. And there's probably things that sound really cool and creative, but they sound more cool and creative than they actually would be if I tried to do it. 
Um, but one thing, and I think this is important for blooming, and I'm curious to know how some of how things kind of shifted in your life in general as you were building this business. What I'm finding is that we have what's called, this is some Abe Hicks, some Esther Hicks uh, sure. talk for you. Yeah. Sure. We have what's called an emotional guidance system. Yes, we you do. Know, so how we feel while we're doing something and how others perceive us because we put off that vibe is a pretty good roadmap as to what is, what, whether whether it's something that we're in the zone doing, whether it's our thing or whether it's not. And, you know, I've noticed particularly since starting this podcasting um, since other forms of creativity have come through. So since yeah. making the commitment to do this, to have these conversations with people, it doesn't drain me, you know, mm -hmm. even though there's a lot I have mm -hmm. to wrap my brain around, it's, it's mm -hmm. filling me up and yes. the people around me are having a better experience with it. So I'll get a little bit personal. Now I had the full-time nine to five and I mean, sometimes eight to seven, right. Or eight to yeah. six. And I work from home. So I was always working from home before the pandemic, but moved in with my partner. All of a sudden now we're in a pandemic. Everybody is working from home. And when we meet someone, we, we're not always signing up for, okay, I'm going to live with this person and their office is going to be in the room next door. Right. And the full-time job was probably one of the best things that ever happened to me just in terms of I was able to make a lot of success it also got to a point and there's a season for everything. I got to a point where, you know, I had some tragedy in my life. There were things happening and I was getting very stressed and I was allowing myself to get very stressed. So that stress kind of carried over and my partner's like, why don't you just not work? You know, you can do something else. We don't, we don't mm -hmm. need your job financially. But what's interesting is now I am spending a lot of time doing things anyway. I'm still in front of a computer. I'm still talking over Zoom. These are things yeah. that I did in my yes. job. I'm still in the same physical space. And sometimes I'm even right. working into the evening, but I don't hear there's not that tension. You know, there's there's something different about it because it's something that I'm kind of doing for myself. And you know, some people could be in their full time job, in their full time gig and be in that zone anyway. There's no saying that we can't work for somebody else or do right. a traditional job and get that joy. And I did, I did. There was a time that I was really on fire, but if what's, if I'm opening up something new and that new thing is bringing fire is a good kind of fire. It's, it's, it's setting my, it's, it's lighting me up. Then that's usually a sign, you know, how, yes. how, the rest of your life is coming together yes. while you're doing something is usually a sign. So I, I'd be curious to know anything you wanted, um, you know, had on that. And um, thank you for letting me share. <laughs> no, but I think you need to say something specific. What's so important about this point in time while we're talking today with regards to that job? So what's specific is that, all right, here we're out with it. Yeah. <laughs> Just today. Um, so I had taken a leave of absence. I kind of knew somewhere that there was a good chance that I wouldn't go back, that I, I right. wanted to shift to do something like a personal project and also just kind of take some time because my partner and I need some time to be able to travel without requesting time off. Um, but I took a leave of absence because I wasn't ready to cut the parachute. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Yes. I wanted to yes. have that lifeline. 
And I thought it was going to give me rest and peace, but I spent a lot of the time feeling like I was in limbo, being in limbo, making decisions is hard, but being in limbo before those decisions is, is no picnic, right? No picnic. And a lot of times we, we want to give ourselves that grace period, but sometimes those grace periods, you know, do we want to look back on our life and see a whole bunch of grace periods or do we want to say, no, I was fully in the moment and I wasn't worried about needing to make a decision. So needing to make the decision kind of plagued me a little bit. And I feel, so today I, the leave of absence is over. I made that leap to say, I got a lot of creative things on my plate right now, working on this podcast, building it, some writing that I'm doing as well. Now is the time for me to stay focused on this. There energy in motion likes to stay in motion. So why am I going to suddenly switch that energy around when I'm on this, when I'm on this track and when it's feeding me, but there was a time that my full-time job was also feeding me. Right. Sure. Seasons. Opened the door for so much. It opened the door for so much learning and growth in my life. So yeah, that's, it was like your runway for today. It was your runway for today and what comes next, right? Yes. 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 That's so beautiful. Yes. I'm so happy for you. Um, yeah. I, coming back to that emotional guidance, you're absolutely right. And not everybody is um, as aware of those emotions because they're all up in their head in the sense of doing and thinking and planning and being responsible. But when we get out of that, and they call that more in the, the heart where those emotions um reside, your body can give you cues when you're in a job that is not good for you. And I'm not even talking sickness. I'm just saying symptoms and feelings. Um, And quite honestly, I put way more hours into this podcast than I ever thought I would, but the time just goes by in a snap. And it's so what you're describing, it's just, it fills us up and it's energizing And I think we all want to be part of something bigger than ourselves. We want to do something that brings value, not just to a joyful existence for ourselves and those we love, but that adds to the greater good. And, and so that's my wish for anybody. And, you know, there are a lot of people who are happy with that, that job, that J-O-B that's paying the bills and giving a title and all that. And they're happy doing that, not just because, not that the work necessarily lights them up, but because it's allowed them to find space in other ways. So there's no one way. And we are each responsible for our own success. We are not responsible for the success of those that we bring up with us. We can only really put the oxygen mask on ourselves so that we can then assist other people. But we can't breathe for them. Exactly. I love that oxygen mask. I, I used that yeah. analogy the other yeah. day. I, I yeah. love that. It's it's so important. It is. When we meet people that, that are just positive people aligned, it's like, yeah. I, I have a Buddhist practice. So it's a practice of chanting Buddhism. Mm-hmm. And everybody that I meet in this practice, they always, they're so generous, but they're also generous to themselves first. You know, there's, there's- yes. There's that feeling that, you know, they're not a pushover, you know, they're not, you know, playing some, uh, you know, we all have times when we feel like we're a victim and that's normal and it's okay to, to admit 
you know, I've been yes. wronged, but yes. they're, they're people that have a, a way of giving to others without taking away from themselves. That's exactly right. And if you don't mind me piggybacking on that, you know, my incorrect assumptions and my incorrect beliefs growing up told me that loving myself first is selfish. And I went to the opposite extreme. And so this new chapter that I'm in, this Chris 2.0, I call her, I knows, knows better. And the title picture love is basically an affirmation of that. It's not just picture love so that it, there's the photo reference. It's the intention of picturing the love in myself and in the world and picturing the love that we are aspiring to, you know, just that forward thinking. We can look back to measure and, and learn and practice gratitude and feel connected, grounded. It's important to be grounded, right? While still growing and expanding. Yes, just like a flower. <laughs> just like a flower. Roots before branches, honey. Roots before branches, right? Roots before branches. Yes. Oh, wow. So yeah, before we wrap up, I, I do want to ask, and I would just love to share where, so you have this thriving business. That's one of the reasons why you took the premium VIP package the VIP, of our program. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, you, I already yes. have a business. This yes. podcast is going to be just the next yes. best thing. Yes. Right. Um, so what, yeah. What can you, can you share on that? You know, like where, what do you feel, I guess, through the podcasting is, kind of reshaping and reblooming um, okay. in this space or even in a different space? Um, so the podcast, I'm just discovering that I get writer's block, but I don't get talker's block. <laughs> and I know Kathy said that a Kathy few times. I remember yeah, she said that. Yes. It's so true. I borrow her words. But um, having my business, which by the way is titled reminiscence, but who can spell that picture love is much easier to look up. Um, I, I've tried different ways. I've tried to create a course that teaches everything I know. And I realized it was just too big. It was like trying to sell an elephant to somebody who just needed some peanuts, you know? So <laughs> it's helped me to see, oh, I can repackage that. I can break that down. I can make much smaller, digestible, successful purchases. Easy to buy, easy to sell, easy to complete. And then they believe that they can get through this because they can get through every little step, then you can get through it all, right? So that's mm -hmm. been a big aha. Um, I'm very excited that this podcast, because it's always going to have new content, is I'm going to be releasing little nuggets of my products available for self-serve. So you don't have to be here in New Jersey to actually get some of my, um, the system that I've developed in the last 20 years and support. Um, and I'm just discovering that um, I'm just allowing myself to do things a little messy and that it's okay if I show up and I stutter, or if I have a flyaway hair on my head, it doesn't mean somebody's getting le less of a great service. Um, as long as I show up with my authentic heart and my authentic self and clarity in my language so that people know what it is we're serving here and can identify if they have a need the same or if they need to get their aunt on this connection or <laughs> their sister or their uncle, you know? And um, I just think that we're all in this together. 
Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Especially oh, yeah. with picture love. And so what would be, I guess, an example um, of, you know, in case any of our listeners are not in New Jersey, what would be an example of something that somebody could now do not having any physical contact with you? Um, I would recommend grab my freebie. I'm going to give you the link if I haven't already. And it's just a, a simple little printable that'll help you get things down on paper. If you're one of those people, this is the most common objection is overwhelm. And maybe you've got some complaints some about the state of the memories, whether they're yours or your family's or you know varying formats. And that tool might be a really good place to just brain dump stuff to see exactly what it is you really do need help with. And maybe you don't need help with because you got it out of your head and down on paper. Um, I, I would highly recommend grabbing my freebie and hopefully listen to, uh, an episode or two of picture love, uh, and see if this is going to be a great resource for you or somebody, you know, I'm super excited to, to be celebrating your launch. It just sounds so wonderful. And I guess people probably have a lot of digital pictures and they probably have a lot of pictures in their Facebook or their social media. And just right. sometimes like with the Kate, in my case, I had a tragedy, you know, all this came yeah. up with, you know, trying to get pictures and trying to plan a memorial service and trying to do all of that. When something happens, it's not always when we need the pictures, it's not always an opportune right. time, even a wedding, a wedding is better news than, than yes. a funeral by far. Definitely longer planning. planning. Yes. Even a wedding, mm -hmm. There's chaos. There's so much sure. chaos so many and you factors. want to be able to, you want to make sure you do the slideshow without leaving anybody out. And <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. there was an example of, yeah, my stepfather's side of the family, a slideshow and, oh, but there was no pictures of me and her and, you know, making sure that there's no, that there's none of those little snafus that people run into when they're, when they're putting things together. Yeah. Yeah. I love to get ahead of the game whenever possible. So whatever just needs to be protected and time-proofed and secured. So you have it when you need it. Um, that's my favorite game is ahead of the game. <laughs> well, I think the big thing that you're here to offer people today, um, is just that inspiration to yeah, just get their hobbies down on paper, yeah. you know, yeah. make a list, brainstorm and mm -hmm. possibly turn a hobby into an awesome. offering and yeah. or just play with it or just why should play rock with stars it? be the only ones that get to do it <laughs> yeah exactly i think everybody has their inner rock star and whether it's using a microphone or using a mouse or scissors or yarn or soil and seeds you know everybody's inner rock star deserves some time to just rock out and play <laughs> Excellent. I totally, totally agree. I am <laughs> going to ask you one more question because you are just sure. so askable. Um, <laughs> and this, this might, this might mean jogging your memory a little bit. Okay. And I appreciate you letting me throw these curveballs. but was there any, when you made this shift to start this business in your thirties, is there anything positive or negative? Is there anything that any feedback that you got from a family member or your husband or anything that was either kind of like the fire that gave you the confidence to go, or maybe a challenge that you had to get around because sure enough, we're going to have oh, those things thank you. coming yeah. up when we're trying to do something. Yeah. Oh, do what you want. Oh, not that. Or, you know, somebody right. 
you know, might subconsciously without trying to be jealous or, or, you know, when, when we make changes, it affects the people around us. Absolutely. Um, so does. I'm just curious if you have any, any anecdote and anecdotal yeah, information. I, there. I always have something. I hope it's of value, but you know, everybody has their perspective. Everybody has their beliefs and their, when you are listening to the opinion or the advice of another, consider the source. Because if I had listened to my colleague who told me I was crazy and that I was doing my family a disservice by leaving education, I would never. And if I had listened to that voice, who, by the way, was going through a divorce at the time, she was not a very happy person. And now I know why. I could have let that person be another excuse to not follow my heart. So consider the source when receiving information, but never do it instead of listening to your own heart. Okay. That's beautiful advice. That's beautiful advice because, you know, we, (laughs) we have to remind ourselves that the things that people say, even if the words are weaponized, usually come from a source of pain or. Yeah. That was a wounded person speaking to me, um, but telling me the best she knew. Because even when somebody shows up in what we think is horrible ways, everybody's showing up the best they know in that moment. And we don't have to like it. Yes. And we can have compassion. We can. And maybe not in that moment. It might take a while to discover the compassion. And uh, as we go along, we find it a little bit more easily with practice. (laughs) Sure. Oh, sure. (laughs) Well, there's nothing that can be more triggering than somebody squashing our dreams or unsolicited advice. Oh, thank you. Yes. Unsolicited advice uh, and you know, that would be a double whammy. No, don't do that. Um, I think, you know, what's coming up for me is if I fail, I'm going to fail up. I'm going to, there you go. You're going to come out of it wiser. I'm going to, I'm going to fail up and, and, and with writing, especially I'm kind of getting into memoir writing. Everything is a story. So I've just decided, you know what, this is the season for season for building a project. There's a season for working a nine to five, paying off debts. There's a season for trying things. Yes. And you know what, even in that limbo that you referred to, there's always a winter that comes before spring and without what happens in winter time, spring can't do what it does. So everything has a purpose. We just get to decide what we invest in and what we let pass on. <laughs> Beautiful golden words of wisdom. And I am just, <laughs> I feel so full. Yay, <laughs> me too. It's been an important conversation for me to have today. Um, Likewise. Likewise for me as well. For me as well. I have a friend, it's her birthday today and not to outshine her, but I said to her, well, today's my rebirth day. <laughs> today is my, I, I, I'm now embracing, okay, I'm going to close the back door and not have that plan B and just, just go for it. So yes. it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show and to talk yeah. with you and Aww. you're just full of light and, and positive energy. Thank you. Ditto. And thank you for sharing in this conversation, your milestone as well. I'm so proud of you and so happy for you.
Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Bloom with a Boom podcast and for your presence. Otherwise, this community wouldn't exist. If there was anything that really resonated, share the podcast with a friend or family member, somebody that could really benefit from tuning into these conversations. And you can actually rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or the other podcast apps. And I'm just so happy to have you here in this community and stay tuned for more medicinal conversations about getting out of our own way.